Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone. It is the build-up show. Liverpool, Tottenham Hotspur at the Spurs, shiny London stadium or something. Um, I'm joined by industry by Ross Chanley. Hi, Ross. Hi. Good. Long time no see. Yeah. Good, yeah. yeah. Um, from home, Chris Page at the man, the legend, and the also man, the also legend, Mr. John Machin as well. Um, pretty good side we've got assembled here um, for this game uh, in prospect. And look, Chris, I, I will. I'll start with you on this because I, I know you. Um, Feel a little bit battered and bruised by the whole, you know, world <laughs> after having to cover the game. Um, Against United, but you know what we were saying in the build up to that game, I think remains true, and and I think it's it's more exacerbated by it now that the margin for error's gone now. You know, because we said it at the time, you can you can lose the FA Cup, you know, because let's be honest, we'd have all we'd have, we'd be we'd have been happy to still still be in the FA Cup. We can all make our excuses for it as we have done for a number of years. Um, I don't think there was any sense that Liverpool didn't want to go through it, so we can put that to one side. But the point is. Getting back to winning ways in the Premier League is now all there is. Um, they've been trying a whole host of different things. The only thing you can point to from that United game is that, you know, we at least finally scored a goal. Um, but yeah, look, if Liverpool wants to challenge for the title, then, you know, this is it now. There can be no more oh, hand-wringing, oh, if only X, Y or Z. No, I think that's right, isn't it? You know, the margin for error, as you say, is completely and utterly gone. Liverpool scored a couple of goals. They should feel a little bit more confident off the back of it. I expect the front three to start in this game. And and that hopefully should mean that we're able to have even more attacking intent and show more attacking intent and verve than we did even against Manchester United, which for us was a much better performance in that sense. I think there was some, some major issues, as we discussed on the final word show, with Liverpool's all-round performance. Uh, Liverpool need to eradicate that. Liverpool need to make the ball over the top, not in 
an issue. Liverpool need to go out and put pressure on Tottenham Hotspur because, you know, Liverpool, for the first time, look, I, I, I tend to look at the league on sofa score rather than any others. And sofa score has a five game form streak. We don't even have a win on the frigging column right now, you yeah. know, which is, which is really insane. Like, you know, and I, I, I heard Gareth Roberts, it was something on Twitter the, uh, yesterday. And he's saying like, look, you know, only one team has strung a win, a winning one of five games together this season. It's Manchester City. So it's still there for the taking. The teams still aren't firing on all cylinders quite like they have in previous years. So we just need to get back on the horse, get a victory under our belt and hopefully it'll wind in our sails. You know what I mean? Yeah. Metaphors. I think that's it. I, you know, and, and this is the thing that, you know, it's hard. we're halfway through the season now. We've played. We've played everyone. We are where we are, and we're not. And let's be honest, where we are is not where we want to be. But it falls to Liverpool now to pick themselves up, as Chris says, and get on with it. You know, we we we've we've spent we've dedicated hours hours this season talking about the centre back issues. Liverpool will either sign a centre half or they won't. And it, but it won't change the fact that there's still 19 games of football to be played, you know. And and, and this doesn't strike me as a Liverpool side who will cower and, and you know and go into a corner and have a cry about what they've not got. Um, if they, they have the option there to themselves to go and make the most out of this situation. Well, I mean, as, as Chris said, no one's putting a string of games together, string of wins. So if you can be the team that does it, then you know you're going to really press for for. Certainly for top for top four and still for the title because, as I said, I've said loads of times, I don't think it's going to be won by anything much more than about eighty-two points, and that's yeah. still well within our grasp. Um, you know, the, the season's mad. It's not like last season or the season before, when basically you had to win every game of football or you had no chance. You know, it, it's it's a season where. Well, it's a daft season, isn't it? But you, you've just got to get on and start winning football matches. Yeah, it's um, we're 16th in the form table, Ross. Um, I think I feel like you know I, I came away from the United game at, at the weekend, and if you know, it's hard to unpick it from all the, the general run of bad form. But I did feel like that was the most likely Liverpool way to win a game of football in this recent in, in this recent run of games. There were more, far more positives in Liverpool's overall style of play than there have been for a number of times. But this is the point: is and I've said and I've been saying this for a few weeks now. Liverpool have got to get back. You know, they, they've been rebuilding the midfield. They've been trying to get a song out of the defence, and they've been trying to play the forwards back into some vein of form. Well, they've not sorted the defence. The midfield seems to be getting a little bit better. Obviously, Thiago seems to be getting more and more match sharp, and we finally got some forwards. You know, who were playing in decent form. Salah scoring a couple of goals, fantastic. But they need the win now. Yeah. Because it's all well and good playing okay, but losing, but that's fucking loser talk. And I recognise it and I'm very I'm very I'm trying to be very careful with how I analyze analyze the put at the moment. Because we, we were like this under Rodgers and Evans and, and, and Ulier and Benitez at times, where you go, Well, we played really well, but we lost. Well, I'd rather just play shit and win. Yeah. Uh, and this might be the perfect example of that. Yeah, um, I was encouraged when we did the watch longer, and I said when we scored the goals, let's just hope it counts. And that shows the shifting mentality in between fans, because I've never said that in the past 12 months, and that's mm-hmm. just the stage we got to because of the form that we've spoken about. But I think there was tactical changes which gave me encouragement, and that's like that's one step of putting a decent performance or showing signs of decent performance. Getting the win is, is the next one, but committing more bodies forward. James Milner and Gene Van Alden were deep runners in that game, which opened up space for the front three, which gave them something to do. The problem is... 
and not just not just this game, but for the rest of the season, is, is Joel Matip. Now, he solves so many problems within that. So he doesn't play at the weekend because he's got to play midweek. Well, does he play one game and then he's out for one and then we just start calling him midweek Matip at this point because that's <laughs> that's the only times that he can go and play. But that's yeah. not going to affect with, with the rest of it. Now, Liverpool won't address the situation, which, again, we've done to death. But having him in there is another block to add another decent performance for me which will help us win games um, but you need to keep him fit to, to be able to do that so um, I, no doubt Mo Salah will be, will be you know, bang up for this game as well because he, he looked dead pissed off when he scored yeah. and rightly so because he should be because we've both been terrible from the goal Yeah I think look this this game has been on the horizon for, for a while Chris and that's why I talk about the the the, the, the margin for error being gone because the FA Cup is, is not the league you know we need to we need to address you know because you just need to address the league form very very quickly Liverpool should not be 16th in the form table ever uh, even when we're not you know reigning champions of the Premier League Um but I do feel as though the way the squad has been managed this last week was designed to come up against Tottenham Hotspur. You know, the front three have all had the rest. The defence, various players, the Matip's had his rest and now they should be, should be raring to go. And fingers crossed, Henderson's fit and available for this one as well. Um, obviously, we don't know where we're, where we're at with that, but like, let's hope that Jordan's able to go into the middle of the park. And, you know, for me right now, I'm probably looking at it and going, if Jordan's fit and available, I'm throwing him in the six, you know. I want that extra little bit of height. I want that extra little bit of steel. I want that sideline to sideline sort of ability to to help us cover for our fullbacks a little bit more if we're going to continue to keep pushing them forwards. But what I want most of all is Liverpool to get a win away from home because we played nine times away from home this season and won two of them. And that's not good enough for a team that wants to challenge for the Premier League title. You can talk about away uh, form tables and all that. Great. And I get that. And form's a massive thing. But like we've only scored 16 in nine games and we've conceded 13 in our away games so far this season. For a team that wants to challenge for the Premier League title, we are 13th in the away form table and that is nowhere near good enough at this stage of the season. We need to address that. We need to understand why that's happening because it it should be easier without fans and yet it's not for us right now. So we need to address that first and foremost and get the win. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? That that you know, I, I I don't know what you just don't know what to expect. Because like, we were talking about this about the Man United game is that you know, in, in, away from home, teams shouldn't be so deeply embedded because you've got the pressure of your own fans. Whereas I wonder if there's a degree to which you know more and more teams are going. Well, I can we can get. I'm certain managers can just go. Well, I don't care. I, I'm going to do whatever whatever's required. But and particularly well, Mourinho. And the, well, the, I think the fact is the fans wouldn't matter either. That they wouldn't care whether the, their team sat deep if they're playing Liverpool and beating them, or at least stopping them winning. You know, so I, I think, you know, we've got the problem that teams will sit deep regardless, yeah. uh, and we have to find a way to, to deal with that. Um, and you know, getting your forwards firing again is is a, is a big step in the right direction. Yeah, um, and having them all back firing, and um, and if Matip comes back in, it, it gives a bit more confidence at the back as well, uh, and that that has a knock-on effect all over the pitch. I do, I just kind of feel like you know because I, I I get I get me that's point there is that I think we can buy into particularly because the champions, so it's easy to, and uh, you know and given how good Liverpool are and people will do this to Man City as well they go well we've got, we understand the circumstances so maybe we do jettison our style of play or whatever but you can't unpick the nerves of fans and and the, and the, you you know you're you're heading in the right direction fans are a great sort of indicator as to how you're playing so if you silence the home fans. 
you know you're a step you've taken a step towards victory because all of a sudden you've taken like 40,000 people out the equation you've you've undercut what the what their team's doing and there's the added pressure and you can't help it you know we, I was saying the other day there's no way we wouldn't have been Anfield chanting attack 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 which is another great indicator that your side's not performing when your fans feel they have to tell you to attack uh, games of football and I think that's one thing from a ways that you know I don't know I don't know why that is maybe that's another part and parcel of what this Liverpool side are very good at because it shouldn't be an issue. It should be a bonus for us. But I don't. I, yeah, maybe that this is something to again decide thriving on the on the on the. I don't know the needle of it all. Yeah, possibly. I think it's that controlling the pressure, isn't it, or satisfaction of controlling the pressure. The fact that you know if you silence so many fans, but I think you know the, the away support that Liverpool get. I think I think is phenomenal. You know, and it works both ways. When that crowd goes silent, and you've got three thousand Euro fans chanting at you, thinking, "Well, they've come all this way, they come to support us. Yeah. We're doing it for them." But even stuff like I said this about the um, the league game against Manchester United because the fans were missing, and at first time I've really felt it. Even stuff like a tackle. That cheesy crowd up, and that's a, that's a turning point in, in some games, and, and what can lead to you know other things are that pressure that you're kind of talking about. Yeah, no, it feels adrenaline, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, go on, Chris. Yeah, there's another thing, isn't there? I think you, you kind of touched on it there, Paul. Is that you know it's one thing silencing a crowd, and it's another thing putting the shitters up them, and that's what yeah. Liverpool with possession do. Like you know when when you're whipping the ball in against Burnley, right, and you got forty crosses and all that. Crowds will get nervous regardless of whether Burnley are dealing with it because they just think it's only going to take one more and it's going to go on the back of the net. And that sort of feeds its way down into the players who then might show a little bit more nervousness, might just change something out of dealing with it. That yeah. Now you can just hear the manager go, this is brilliant, this is exactly what we talked about in the midweek. And they get emboldened from it and it works the sort of opposite way, doesn't it? There's a reason why, and it's a really crappy, like lower league explanation. This, but lower league teams go there. Oh, hey, when you take a goal kick, like I, I never experienced that in football match until I got taken to Tranmere Rovers games. Um, but honestly, like go don't, and then try and take a goal. No, no, that's 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 beyond cost fault. Um, the uh, but you know it sounds daft, but if, you, if if every time you go and perform a function, a bunch of people are basically going oh oh oh, and even though it's something dead simple, you would start you do you do you start to overthink. You fat bastard! Ah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not that so much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, Dad. I was just think one one of the problems with our away form is basically not taking our chances. Yeah. We've dominated loads and loads of games, not taking any chances. It's still nil-nil, and the away side go up the other end and stick one in the net. Uh, and it, it, it's as simple as that. Take your chances when they come, for God's sake. You know, yeah. we've got three of the best forwards in the world. Stick the ball in the net yeah. and it makes life so much easier. Yeah, let's just do that. I don't know why. I can't believe no one's said that before. <laughs> let's just... Uh, <laughs> I remember Jürgen's watching it going, Ah! <laughs> oh right, that's it. I've been waiting for the perfect expression, you know, this whole time. Just right, Jürgen, just yeah, just just do that. It makes perfect sense. Uh, right, we're going to talk a little bit about how Liverpool should be lining up for this game um, after a very very short break. But I do have a quiz question to tide you over. Until then, uh, Liverpool have only ever played in their in, in their entire history two teams that begin with the letters T O T. Name the one that isn't Spurs after the break. When you first come in, you you. you... Take stock immediately, as I did, and then you build a 100-day plan. You immediately, as I did, uh, within three weeks of my official start date was June 1st, call a town hall meeting. And I said, all right, where do we have town halls? Well, we really don't have town halls. Well, we're having town halls. And I said, I want a cool, funky place. I want, I want to change the culture 
of a rather stiff environment with, with kind of shirts and ties everywhere. Yep. <laughs> What's that all about? And, and, and I wanted people to be comfortable. And we changed the vibe a little bit in Chapel Street. And, and um, first meeting we had was I stood on stage in Camp and Furnace in the Baltic. I said, I think the Baltic is the coolest part of Liverpool. It reminds me of South of Market in San Francisco, old warehouses, digital companies moving in, you know, kind of a media hub. Go find somewhere where we can have, and then have a few beers afterwards. And because we're talking about four or 500 people being here. And I'm sure you've been to Camp and Furnace and you just lay out, everybody just grabbed beers on the picnic tables. And I stood there probably for too long, about an hour, outlining my strategy, what I felt needed to be. And it was tied around really, you know, community, commercial, civic, culture, uh, a lot of C's, and figuring out how we evolve this football club and do everything to build what I call a virtuous cycle, which is we got to get as much money into the club as we can to provide the football operations team with all the resources they need to go get the best players to give us success on the pitch. You get success on the pitch, sponsors want to be a part of you, right? Sponsors want to be a part of you, the checks they write to you get bigger. You get success on the pitch, everybody wants to watch your games live. You watch, if your games are live, you get what's known as a facilities fee, and you actually have got better engagement. And so, so this longer term view I had of engaging people eventually years down the road leads to commercial growth. Do check out that uh, the, the mini-series with Peter Moore, former Liverpool CEO. Fascinating insight into the life and times of the man. Uh, some brilliant anecdotes from his time at the club and before as well. So the question was, Liverpool have only played two teams beginning with the letters T-O-T. Name the one that isn't spares, Mr Chris Pajak. Total Network Solutions. Total yeah. Network <laughs> Solutions. Well TNX, baby. <laughs> you know what? I was searching for the. I was looking for a quiz question. I was typing in Tottenham, and halfway through it, it just it, it filtered it down to Total Network yeah, Solutions. Nice. Tottenham went, and, I, and I, I clicked through Tottenham, and then went, hmm, back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah, why not? That'll do it. That'll do it. Well done, Chris Page. I nailed it. I was uh, going to guess Tottenham Reserves. Tottenham <laughs> Reserves. Yeah. Which is technically uh, right. No, nah, it's not. No, um, but, you know, you took a shot. I did. Yeah. I missed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, exactly, you know, but this is fine. It's something to build from. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Um, right, yeah, uh, yeah. If you got that right, you're an absolute genius. A genius. Treat yourself to a, a thumb up on the video, um, Ross. Yeah. Without, I can't see a world where the front three don't all come back in for this for this game. They've all had a little bit of rest and rotation. Yeah. Um, Salah's back in the goals. Firmino's back in the assists. Mane's back. Yeah, they've been managed, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, you know, Mane was the one who I think he got just just under half an hour against Man United at, at the weekend. So you expect him to fully start that. Bobby got two assists, but Salah got two goals. Um, perfect reason to start them. And we don't have any other options up top currently. So you know, I can't see well where anything else happens. It wouldn't, in fact, it wouldn't. It could be Minamino okay, if he was sat at home and just goes. Do you know what's oh. the worst thing about that? He was he was on all the promo stuff for for the United game at the weekend with all the on the uh, on the social accounts. I was like, oh, he must be starting that now. It's still not happening. Um, I, he might be might be an outside shout to start, but it's just he's not. I can't I see can't. a world now. I said, look, well, Chris, we're laughing. At, you know, I said ahead of the United game. If he doesn't start this game, you might as well just sell him because I don't know what the point of him is. And then we started Curtis Jones left wing. Cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, baffling, mate. I'd, 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 I'd really love some clarification on what is or isn't happening behind the scenes here. Like, I don't normally get really angry with a lack of news from the football club because I'm used to it. But, like, he played... Do you reckon no one's told him whether the trading centre is? Most but that might be the thing. It, it might just be the thing, Paul, because what what something's either happened or not happened, um, yeah. and that not happening might just be that he's dead shit. But every time I've seen him play, I've seen a little bit of something. The Palace game was brilliant. I, I just I've no idea what's happened. Like now, is he is he training? Does anyone know if he's training? Yeah, I believe so. He's there. He's just so he's not got COVID nineteen. Because he's on the bench, isn't he? Like it's he's he's there every week. He warms up. I don't know. I never see him on the bench. I just see his name on the team sheet. I never (laughs) actually see him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Ross, the the last time out at Anfield against them, uh, it was a back four of Robertson and Trent at the fullbacks. Fabinho, Reese Williams, midfield three, Hendo, Genie, Kurt, and then the front three. Mm -hmm. Um, It's mad to think that you know we walked out of that game figuratively. Thinking Reese Williams, wow, Sam, what a, what a young talent! He had a really, a really, really good game. Handled Spurs really well there. I don't think any of us feels that degree of confidence around him anymore. I don't think the Man United game aided him in, in that regard. I don't think he feels like that either. No, no, which is a shame because you know we did the final word and we didn't really talk about the good things he did. I think largely he handled Cavani pretty well, and you know this might yet be a game where you know Harry Kane actually might be all right against Harry Kane, but I don't know. I, I, you know we, we've got. Thiago available to us now. And if you've got Matip available to you, you know, you're putting Thiago in instead of Curtis Jones and you're putting Matip in instead of Reese Williams, that's as good a team as we're likely to be able to field this season, with the exception maybe of Diogo Jota at some point. Currently our best side. Um, Obviously not on form, but, you know, in terms of fitness and ability-wise, I I think so, you know, Reese Williams will have good games and bad games for the rest of his Liverpool career, you know, if he stays here till till the summer and and then he's gone because he's a child. You know, he's still learning, he's learning on the job, he's learning on our books, which which you don't like. And we said yesterday, you know, he made three three big mistakes, one which led to a goal yesterday, but he still remained composed and so he never lost his head, which we've seen happen with, you know, Previous Liverpool players and you know a certain goalkeeper, mm-hmm. he's, he's fine in that sense. But you know because of the what we were talking about before, it being so tight in the league, we can't really afford to have him in league games because it, 
because you know we drop with more points now and just making winning the title more difficult for ourselves. But we're in a situation where Joe Matter might play this game and he might be out for, for three weeks. But just just play in my opinion. Um, I think having Genie Henderson if he's available on Thiago in that midfield is the best best solution. You know, Tottenham midfield of like Posse and Dombley is in good form. So Soko's physical, so you got Genie to kind of try and counter that. And Hoiberg, who's kind of defensive sweeper to protect the back line. I think you've got Thiago who can break break the lines in between that. Um, and again, there's, there's no one else who, who would possibly play. Curtis Jones, I thought, was great when he dropped into a, a deeper position against Manchester United, mm-hmm. but would have started him? Probably not. Yeah, the Henderson one's big. Um, Dad and you know Chris had kind of touched upon it before. There's a real case to put Jordan Henderson straight into the six there. He's just a little bit taller, if nothing else. It just gives you a bit more of a physical presence. But it, again, it, it's like, do we need Jordan Henderson, the, the the energy, the full energetic, every blade of grass, Jordan Henderson, you know, up and down, the right-hand side, supporting the, the, the right flank? Or, you know, is there something there where you go to Thiago? Actually, you know what? We want to just push you a bit a bit further forward. I mean, the good thing in, in there is there's some options, but if it was up to you, what would you go with? Provided Hendo's fit, of course. I'd like to see Thiago further forward, but I don't think we will, and which is a shame. But um, I think we'll Henderson will be all over the pitch because he always is, mm-hmm. and that energy will be quite vital to how well our midfield performs. Uh, I, 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 Klopp seems to, to see Thiago as, as lying deep, and, you know. And uh, so someone said I don't know, might have been Chris last time out that um, having Van Dyke missing and having his long passes not there anymore. That Thiago playing deeper will compensate to some extent for that. Um, I, I don't know whether that's the reasoning, but you know, it just seems to me that that's that's where he's playing him every week. Um, it's hard to judge, isn't it? Because we just haven't had. I mean, yeah, I agree in so much as I feel as though Thiago, even given the choice of Henderson, might continue in the six because you could play Genie. You could have played Genie in the six at any point. If you if you were certain that Thiago was needed in one of the eights, like that was his best position, you could there was no there would have been no issues. I think with Pantini I do like Wijnaldum. I do like Wijnaldum in the six, and he's very good in the air as well. Yeah. So you know, um, I think he he can give you a lot in that position. Uh, he's very tenacious, isn't he? And um, mm-hmm. but you know, whoever they put there, you know, um, that is as as roster. That's our best midfield at the moment. So. Um, I mean, this is the degree of flexibility. This is the yeah, of yeah. I mean, there's no reason why they can't interchange and move around and try and cause problems for for the opposition by doing things they're not expecting. You know, it's why Matip is good in that he comes out of defence a lot, and yeah. that that moving into midfield does really give you an extra little boost in there. Um, just as long as he stays fit for the whole ninety minutes. Yeah, good luck with that, everyone. Uh, yeah, Chris, what, what's your thoughts on the midfield balance thing there? Because, I, like I say, I completely agree with your notion that, of Jordan Henderson. You know, he's he's still our most established available number six. He's still, you know, second choice, I guess, if you were looking at the pecking order. But as I say, with the Thiago stuff, we just don't know. We just don't know enough about him. I don't know whether he's been playing in the six because that's where Klopp wants him, or is he playing there just out of necessity? I don't know. I, look, I, Liverpool were winning more games of football without, without Thiago. If you look, if you want to look at the, almost the stats of it all, and Liverpool were winning games and scoring goals and keeping it shut at the back a little bit better with Henderson and with Wijnaldum and Kerr Jones. Um, now I appreciate that we've had to get Thiago up to speed, and I think you know Thiago is a much better player than 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 Kerr Jones is right now and where he is in his career, and uh, you know, but we need a win. Um, and you know, to me, 
I think something needs to change for that win to happen. You know, I, I don't think we can do the same again. And maybe that maybe that changes just Thiago having a little bit more fitness, um, yeah. having a little bit more understanding of the role and what's around him. Maybe that changes. Stop changing the midfield around Thiago and playing with the same lads two weeks on the bounce. He'd probably enjoy that um, because it's difficult because, you know, he's the constant now. Yeah. Everyone else is the one moving in and out. Yeah. And so that's difficult for him. As well, and I think that's something that we're probably forgetting at times. Um, you know, he's speed dating in midfield at the moment, yeah, exactly. And in the same way that Fabinho is doing exactly the same behind. Um, so, so it, it's just difficult for them all, isn't it? So, all of these things have a have an impact on the performance. Um, yeah. you know, I, I think that Liverpool need to put Jordan Henderson in the midfield in the six. I'd play Genie Wijnaldum and I'd play Thiago with him. Um, if that's not the midfield three. I might look to try and just jumpstart this and put Henderson in with Genie Wijnaldum and Kurt Jones and go, go on, go and get a win. Um, this is all assuming that Joe Matip's fit, of course. Well, this is the, this is the, a lot of this underpinned on this, isn't it, Ross? Is because, of course, let's say, we'll say Matip's fit, because I think if Matip's fit, I think him and Fabinho start, I don't think there's any doubts or questions over any of that. But if Matip then isn't fit... Do you go with Reese Williams again at centre half, knowing that he's had a bit of a, t- a tricky time since Tottenham Hotspur, or do you embolden him, knowing that he was okay in that game, and maybe there's just spares his skill set isn't as damaging to him, and you can still stick with having your best midfield almost available? I don't know what the right option is anymore. To be honest, perfectly honest with you, Paul, um, not Reese Williams. I don't think. I think his confidence is completely on the floor. I wouldn't, wouldn't put him in front of this one. Nat Phillips might be a shout for this one, but has he got the pace to deal with Harry Kane and Son? Is it is another question? If Jordan Henson's fit, you put him at centre half. Is that your best option going forward? He's signing a fucking centre half. It's <laughs> the best option at this just point. Uh, yeah, just do that, please, Liverpool. Um, I, th- I think I'd be tempted to, if Matip's not fit. I think I'd be tempted to go with Jordan Henderson if he's fit, um, which, is, which again is a massive risk. But this is a situation we find ourselves in, and then play Curtis Jones, Genie, and Thiago in the field. Yeah, you could definitely do worse than that. I just, yeah, my thing about this is because we we referenced on the last couple of shows the whole like you know doing the same things and and expecting different results is is, is madness. But I don't think that's where we're at. You know, because of. Chris kind of hinted at it there. It's we're, we're treating Thiago as though he's he's fully formed and fully ready and fully integrated into the team. And I've been saying this for weeks now. We've been rebuilding a midfield on the fly, which I don't, which is what, and it, it's been incrementally, I think, improving. Now the problem, of course, is it's not measurable. That is not a measurable thing because we've changed the personnel. We keep changing at least one of those midfield. Mid, mid, it's been Oxlade Chamberlain, Curtis Jones, Jaden Shakiri, and James Milner who've all played as the third man in that midfield in, in recent weeks. So if you were if you were a scientist. Looking to start. Yeah, sort of... there too, Paul. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. Add, add another one to the list. Yeah, yeah. If you're trying to determine whether it's getting better or not, it's hard to because it's a different. It's it's a different. It's a different. It's a different yeah. graph almost every single week. And, and also the, the work that he's got to do defensively as well. Now, you know, he probably changed his game a little bit, or he's, certainly his mentality. I think in Reese Williams is behind me. And Trent's leaving massive gaps. I can't do my own job because I'm trying to do the work and, and protect the, that back line as well. Takes away from everything that Thiago is and what he, what he brings to this side. Yeah, I, the problem with Thiago, and I, and I, and I, I don't want to get into this, like, the big problem could be, we've, we've all said things that could be construed as though we think Thiago shouldn't be playing, you know, which is, I think is a bit of a, is a, bit of a fucking nonsense in, in, in the wider sense. But what it is, Dad, is that he shouldn't be anchoring Liverpool's midfield. He, he, like he's, 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 he's really good. He's really bits and pieces tidy. He, he is tenacious. He's tigerish. He gets stuck into tackles. He's good at winning the ball back, but he is a bit rash and he is quite small. I, I, I particularly against Tottenham Hotspur. You know, look, 
he, again, he'll get better with those, but I don't think Thiago's going to get to a point where he's a soul. He, he's, he's capable of anchoring the midfield to the level of Jordan Henderson or Fabinho because I don't think... I, he's really good at those things, but he's so good at all the other stuff. I, I just want him focusing on those things. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know enough about him to know what his best position is. What I've seen of him is that his ability to pass a football you know, and to pass it in places where it's not expected is his major asset for us. And, you know, I, I, I tend to think that that would be better off if he was higher up the pitch. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. Can he anchor the midfield? I just don't know. I mean, I don't think his, his height has anything to do with it, to be honest. Yeah, uh, just don't put him on the end of your defensive wall when you know, there's free kicks being taken. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, sorry, Dad, we, I, we... I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I still think yeah. he's trying to work his way into the team. He's he's still playing footballs that people don't understand. You know, he's, um, because he's playing they're not on the same that... wavelength. He's just he's playing himself back into form, you know, playing himself back into fitness. I think we we, we talk about this all the time. I, the, I remember Wayne Rooney when he signed for Man United and he'd been out with a long injury, and he came, he literally came straight back from injury into the United team, and he he's got I think he's got a hat trick on his debut, might have even been the Champions League. Yeah, he was class, and then basically he like fell to bits for a few weeks afterwards because his adrenaline had got him through that. Thiago's into the into the the sticky patch of it now, where you've just got to play five or ten games back to back and get yourself to the best of your best of your ability. My thing with him, Chris, is that I look at him and he and he does. I can understand why he looks great in a midfield too, because if you put an enforcer alongside him and let him do his business, that would be great. But at the moment, I, I think he sh- he's shouldering the burden of having to hold the midfield together in, in every aspect, and I think that's we well, just. The amount of just every he's got a, he's got a stupid late slide in him every game at the moment, and I just don't feel like he needs to be able to do that. But he needs to do that because of the nature of him being that role he's playing. Yeah, I look when I think about Thiago, when I think about you know why Liverpool signed him and stuff like that, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it and going, was he signed as a replacement for B, for Fabinho? Does anybody truly believe he was signed as a replacement, a lad who's two years older than Fabinho, to be his replacement? If you can tell me that, then he's the number six for Liverpool Football Club. And I can see that nobody <laughs> is suggesting that he was signed as Fabinho's replacement. Therefore, it stands to reason that he's not Liverpool's number six in a one. Yeah. He may be part of a pair of defensive midfielders or whatever. Situations have changed and right now he's being asked to fulfil a function that I don't think that he was signed for. And he's done a good job and he's into the hard yards, as you say, Paul. But I don't think he's Liverpool's number six long term on its own in this midfield three. And I don't think anybody would suggest that he is either. Absolutely. I'm just going to add to what you were saying before about the, the, those tackles that he's making. You know, I think he was unlucky against Southampton. I think it was like a clash of the, the back of the legs or something. But he's making these rash challenges because that, it's the last line of defence. <laughs> is, is the defence? If he's in that more advanced role, he doesn't need to make those challenges because Fabinho's there to, yeah, exactly. to sweep up for that. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. exactly that. That's what I'm kind of saying. I, I think that he's capable. The same way Jordan Henderson's capable of playing centre half, and Fabinho's more than capable of playing centre half. But we're seeing it all over. There's a bunch of lads, and they're all okay. They're all really good, and they're good enough to do a whole variety of situations. But you know what the groove looks like, and that's and I don't think we've seen Thiago in the groove just yet. And I wonder whether that is, you know, if you've got if if you can get Jordan Henderson back into the midfield, I would really like to see him play. I don't care which side, but maybe you know, if we're saying that the left hand eight is a bit more centre mid, 
play him in the one Alden position and get the and then the other side can do the box to box stuff. I would be fascinated to see how that turns out. Yeah. Maybe sorry, sorry, Ross, one last point is that Wine Alden playing the right hand side against Man United might lead us slightly towards that because Milner's not going to play every game in midfield. It was a bit it was a bit weird actually moving Genie for that. Whereas you whereas you know a game where give Genie another game of football where he actually is playing the more box the more box to box side and then you can just drop Thiago into that left hand yeah. of the three. And you've got Genie and Henderson to fill in for Trent when he bombs forward because I think that's something that we were, we were desperately lacking. I know it's more so against Man United because we had Williams at the back and Trent was just getting forward but I saw Trent getting slated for his defensive work. You can't do both of these a you can't win. And it doesn't help that Robertson does both at the same time as well which is just absolutely mad but if you've got two lads to drop in and cover him then you've got Trent to bomb forward and support Salah at the same time as well which gives you more options up, up top yeah absolutely um, yeah fascinating stuff and can, can, I again, offer, can I sorry can I offer something on Thiago as well um, I think it, it's clear to me that the eight's a much more difficult position to to play for Liverpool I think you've got defensive responsibilities. I think you've got offensive responsibilities. But I think from a fitness standpoint, if you're coming back from a long-term injury, the six is probably the easiest position of the midfield three to come back into. Do you think that's fair? Because Thiago is coming back off a bit of a long-term injury and he is building up his fitness. And we were woefully short of midfield options at the time when he came back in. And I just wonder whether that was why we could get more minutes out of Thiago for a sustained amount of time by playing him that sixth and burning him out, coming back yeah. into the eight and asking him to do that role. Yeah, and also he's a, you know he is a lad who's very good with having the pitch in front of him. So you're right that that mid, midfield possessions positions probably more recognisable to him just to slot into. There's probably loads more work required of those eights. You know we see it very very difficult to be to be allowed to 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 do that. And his overall level of ability, we kind of had this with a bit like, not this exactly what you're saying there, but when we threw Naby Keita and we signed Keita and he started the season and he was good, but he wasn't he wasn't a world beater. But his general level of talent meant that he could just slot in. But if you really want you know, to be in the best function midfield, you've got it. It takes a lot to get in there, but no, I think that's really interesting. I do. I, I agree. I just think you know we saw it. I, I, I'm hanging my hat on that on the midfield that started the Everton game of Fabinho, um, Thiago, and Henderson, and saying that will be that. You know, that's where we want Henderson's. And Klopp actually referenced it. Klopp actually talked about Jordan. He, he, he referred to him as a box to box player last week when he talked about him playing centre half. He said he's not a DM. He's a box to box midfielder. So clearly, like. You know, ideal world scenario. I mean, actually, maybe that informs it. Maybe it depends. What does Klopp? What would Klopp rather? Would he rather Henderson's energy, or does he want Thiago getting being on the ball slightly further up the field? And that's, I mean, it'll be quite. It'll yeah, tell it us a lot. Depending on the opponent as well. Yeah. I think you know, energy provided for for a Spurs game. What if you're doing a, a low, another low, different kind of low block in a Burnley or you know someone further down? I think you mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah. just on that as well. I think he, as we're talking, we're saying all these teams that we kind of played, we're not getting consistent results. We've never had a consistent team for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two games on the run was the last time same team started twice in a, in a week it's been a nightmare isn't it, Chris? <laughs> yeah absolutely mate and I'd just like to say that the, the, the position that I think that Thiago ends up in for Liverpool is very much Tony Cruz when he was at the absolute peak of his powers for Real Madrid you know when we when we played them in the Champions League final Tony Cruz was quarterbacking the entire affair from sort of a, 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 a deep left midfielder type of role, very difficult to pick up. No one's really over there. I think that's probably where Thiago is for us, a bit of a deep line playmaker, a little bit more Genie Wijnaldum. Um, but let Henderson do the running for the midfield and let Fabinho be the destroyer. That's where I see it, which is the Everton midfield. <sighs> Next year is going to be boss. Oh, no, I said it! I said it, shit! 25th of January! 
Oh, next year. Fuck. It's not the earliest I've said it, but dear God. Um, fair next year, we go. I'll we be want 40, that. Paul. Next oh, year, wow. I'm going to be boss. I'm going to be 40 next year. Who had that in the in the Liverpool the Liverpool fan bingo? Um, right, okay, let's have some score predictions. In fact, I just briefly let me just look at the other fixtures um, because I think it's quite interesting. Um, in terms of our supposed rivals, uh, Southampton, Arsenal depends whether you consider them rivals for the sixth and seventh positions in the league, which we will be. Um, West Brom hosting Man City. <sighs> Uh, Chelsea host Wolves. Chelsea having a presumably well sorted by now sacked Frank Lampard. Which Tuchel, is a bit, isn't it? Tuchel, yeah, well. Um, Man United host Sheffield United. Frank dirty there, hasn't he? Brings him in on a little one-year deal and Tuchel's like, Frank shit, Tuchel's the man. Frank shit, Tuchel's the man. Bring him in. Yeah, um, I'd be all over Rian Brewster actually not being crap and scoring a goal against United and then giving it the... With his having his Champions League winners medal, oh, yeah, Anthony pulls it off and he's got it there. Does the little haircut thing? Yeah, a celebration. Out the team photo with it on. Me, I'd be like <laughs> Conor McGregor coming out there with the medal on and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Everton hosting medal to kiss you. Oh yeah. All of that. Uh, Everton hosting Leicester. That's a massive, massive game. Uh, and then, of course, we're the, we're the last of that midweek bunch on the Thursday against Tottenham Hotspur. Interesting stuff indeed. Um, score predictions, Ross, what do you think? 1-0 uh, Liverpool. Ooh. Dad? 2-1. Okay. Yeah, Liverpool are going to concede at some point during the game and we just have to hope that Liverpool can score two goals in the game again. It's 2-1. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take a 2-1 to Liverpool on this one. A nice late heartbreaker where we just come up and actually we're the ones who score a late winning goal for the first time in a while. Just to be able to... I need us to just get... I just need us to get goals. Two two goals in the first 10 minutes and then just defend against Mourinho. Wouldn't that be fun? Out Mourinho. (laughs) That'd be even worse. I would rather... I would rather us score... Yeah, I'd rather have scored a last-minute winner than have to defend even a two-goal lead for ninety minutes against any against any side at this point. Um, It'd be great so, yeah. to just see Matip being brought on in the ninety-fifth minute as a fifth as a third centre half, like the good old the good old days. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, You'd definitely. see Harry Kane looking up to find Son and not being able to see him because of all the bodies in front of him. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, nothing to do Absolutely. Yeah, parked in front, uh, parked in front of the defence. Absolutely. Um, yeah, let us know your score predictions in the comment section underneath. Uh, what team do you think should start? Where would you play if you've got Henderson and Thiago available for your midfield? If uh, who would be playing the six and who would be playing the eight? Why Naldum in the six? Oh, go on. Well, there you go. There's another Thiago in his rightful position and Henderson in his rightful position. Only oh, making yeah. one change then. Why Naldum? Nailed it. Well, okay, let's just do that. And he's not um, going to sign a new contract, so we don't care. Just oh, run him into the run ground. Him into that's, the ground. That's, what I, that's what I say. <laughs> uh, right, guys, thank you so much for joining us for the Build Up Show. We'll be back um, post match, uh, of course, with the usual wrap up content on, on all the Build Up Shows, Build Up Every Game. But if you want to join us live, we will be there Thursday night, 15 minutes before kickoff for the live watch along commentary. Come and join in for all that stuff. It should be very, very good indeed. And we'll see you there. Ta-da.